Welcome to episode 8, where we will be discussing Puddin' by Julie Murphy. Any announcements this week? No announcements this week. We are headed to Austin in just a couple of weeks. We will be going to the Texas Texas Teen Book Festival mm-hmm. um, at St. Edwards in Austin, Texas. We can't wait. We are so excited. Neil Schusterman's going to be there. Marissa Meyer is going to be there. Nick Stone. We are not going to go see Nick Stone. Yeah, because I really didn't review her book very well. I'm just being honest. But you know what? For me, if I was an author, and I can't say that because I'm not an author, but if I was one, I would appreciate the bad review. Not the bad reviews. The the reviews that brought criticism because it would make me grow. This is true. I mean, I hope that that is how all of the authors would perceive our reviews. However. Because I didn't hate the book. No. I just... There were just some things that you had issue with. Exactly. I enjoyed our interview or our episode with that. But that's really the only announcement. Um, we do have our second quarterly book club. We can announce that now. That quarterly book club number one is out of the way. I didn't talk about it in Dumplin'. Not sure why. I just kind of slipped my mind, so I apologize for that. But on November 29th, we'll be doing our second quarterly book club read, and it is Hashtag Murder Trending by Gretchen McNeil. We are so excited to read this and follow along with you guys. This um, book was not released until recently. We haven't even gotten our hands on it yet, so we can't wait to read it with y'all. And we'll also be hosting a giveaway so that one of you can read it with us. Yes. Yes, we will. All right, Kelly. So what are you currently reading this week? I am reading Frog Kisser by Garth Nix. Um, It's a book that my students are reading in one of their book clubs, so I'm kind of a little behind on it. It's like a fairy tale quest, and I haven't read a book like that since I was probably in middle school. So to be honest, I was kind of like dreading it. I thought "Mm, this is not going to be my thing, but it's actually really good. I can see the benefits to our students reading it. Very cool. Yeah, that sounds really cool, actually. It's something I would definitely, definitely be interested in. I checked it out over the summer, and I never read it. Is that horrible? No, because like we've said before, we have 50 million books to read. We really do. Um, I am currently reading The Language of Thorns, Midnight Tales, and Dangerous Magic. I actually, today, I had about 45 minutes, our last class period. I had worked all day while the kids were testing, and monitoring them and grading while they were testing and I was just my mind was just tired so my last period of the day when my kids came up to me said can I go to the library I said sure hey ask our the librarian if she has a recommendation for me she came back with this book um and I can't wait to start reading it I read the first few pages and already the language that Leigh Bardugo uses is amazing her figurative language already in the first three pages i'm hooked so i'm not really too far into it but it's the language of thorns midnight tales and dangerous magic yeah i've seen a lot about that one on instagram so you'll have to let me know how that one goes okay so into our book review so how did we like pudding we kind of already hinted at this in the previous episode but whoa we loved it because it's millie and we love millie because she's a what badass she's a badass and i mean possible virgo possible Virgo. I'm going to look this up while we're talking because I just have to know. So I just think that Millie, what I love about Millie is that she's an only child. Mm-hmm. I'm an only child. She, oh, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. So I get, get her struggles. Mm-hmm. 
but I also love how she just kind of takes charge. She's independent, and she doesn't let anything stop her. She's like, I'm going to be a news anchor. Which I love. That's the cutest dream ever. I know. I just love it. She So basically, it starts out with Millie, and we kind of know a little bit about Millie because of Dumplin'. She's kind of the star at the end of Dumplin'. So she gets runner-up in this um, beauty pageant. And then she has to go back to her real life, and she's really sad because her friends have kind of just, like, forgot about each other after the beauty pageant, and she wants to bring them all back together. So she has this awesome idea to have these, are they weekly or bi-weekly? I think they're bi-weekly sleepovers. I thought they were week. No, they're bi-weekly. I think they're bi-weekly on they Saturdays. Fridays. So, Fridays. Wait. Okay. Yeah, I think there's... Anyway, the day does not matter, guys. <laughs> she just had... Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. We're, we're, that's just us. But no, they're bi-weekly sleepovers. Yes. So she gets like the whole gang back together. But there's this incident at her, her, why can I not talk again? Anyway, at her uncle's gym where she works. And so there's a break-in and like they vandalize everything. There's eggs and glass broken and it's just like a hot mess. And so she actually reports it, and she watches the security cameras, and she realizes that it is one of her classmates. Yes, Callie. Callie. So we find out a little bit about Callie and Dumplin' as well. We know she's kind of like the brat girl. She's like Lindsay. No, not Lindsay Lohan. She's like, um, oh my gosh, who is, she's Regina George of Mean Girls and Dumplin'. Yes. And she really doesn't have any friends, but, so it's clearly her in the security video and so Millie turns her in well Callie doesn't know this and her uncle decides that for Callie to make up for vandalizing his gym she is going to work for free instead of being charged yeah because her uncle poor guy just had twins just had twins this he's poured everything he has into this gym in a teeny tiny town in Texas Clover City Mm -hmm. I mean rude it was so completely just Rude. I mean, it was so disrespectful. It's like something, and I hate to say this, but something like my kids would have done. And I would have been like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, it kind of starts this friendship. I would, It's not really a friendship in the beginning, but it kind of leads to a friendship. It's full of indifference in the beginning because Callie views herself as the popular pretty girl. She has the hot boyfriend. She's on the dance team. Her mom was on the dance team. She... Her mom works in the office. Yeah. And so Millie just loves everyone, like, because she's Millie and we love her. Um, So she's not only trying to keep everyone together, but she's trying to, like, forge this new friendship because she wants Callie to, like, learn from her mistakes and do better. Um, Callie honestly takes it a little bit for me in this book. She is savage. I mean... (laughs) As she's going through all these changes. Yeah, I couldn't believe some of the things that she did. Yeah, so basically Callie is mad because she gets kicked off the dance team because of this incident. Because, because she's the only one that can be identified. Yeah, she takes the fall for everyone because she's the only one that can be identified. Mm-hmm. And so she obviously is super pissed that she's off the dance team. Bryce, her boyfriend, breaks up with her. She throws and breaks his new iPhone. Against the wall. I think she punches him. She breaks his nose, I thought. Yep. Then, 
she decides that's not enough. So she throws this, like, secrets of the entire team. It's like... And I mean, like, bad secrets, guys. I mean, this guys. is like Mean Girls with the Burn Book. It's kind of like that. Like, one of the... They put their deepest, darkest, darkest secrets to form the sisterhood of the Clover City... What are they called? The Clovers. They're just Clovers. Yeah. Well, she, like... I mean, these secrets are, like, I replaced my sister's birth control with Tic Tacs, and she got... Her sister got kicked out of the house because she got pregnant. And the teachers are buying weed from a certain student, and, like... I mean, these are bad secrets. She posts them everywhere. With their names. With their names. Like, there are no secrets held back here. So, I thought that was savage And mode. she doesn't just post them, like, online. She, like, makes copies and puts them all, all over the school. Yeah. I mean, savage mode. And bright green paper. Mm-hmm. And poor Millie doesn't realize it, but she actually drives Callie to do this. Yep. She was an unknowing accomplice. accomplice. So then there's that drama, kind of. But basically, what I kind of liked about this one was definitely the difference in their relationship with their parents. So Millie really struggles with her mom wanting her to be skinny and be who she wanted her to be. Callie's mom is like, what the hell is happening to my daughter? You better get your crap together. Yeah, get your crap together. So I just, and Callie is so resentful against, like, her parents, you know? Well, her pa- Callie's parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. And Callie, the one thing that always get, kept getting brought up in the book was um, how she looks more Hispanic than her half-sister. And her sister is blonde hair, blue-eyed, whereas Callie's dark hair, dark-eyed. And so they talk about that relationship and how her mom's this blonde hair, blue-eyed, has clover city dancer and you know she's remarried and she's got this whole new family and kelly just kind of feels like she's there sometimes and so it talks about and i related with that um my mom didn't you know have a half you know didn't have half siblings with my stepfather but i related to that because you do you kind of feel like you know like when your parents are divorced you know kelly's very blessed that her family you know stayed together but like my mom and my father are divorced my dad and my mom both. My mom got remarried. My dad was in a long-term relationship for a while. And it's hard splitting your time between the two. So that really resonated with me, with Callie, was to find your identity and keep your identity between each family. Absolutely. And that she finally starts bringing people back around her dad towards the end as she starts growing as a person. And and she starts, I mean, really becoming a new person. Like, hanging out with Millie. Because... Yet again, Millie's a badass and brings out the best in everyone. So, But what I found interesting was Millie is so wholesome and she's so sweet and she's so chipper and she's so... And it's going to sound like such a cliche, cheesy word, but she's just plucky. Like, she really is. Like, mm-hmm. nothing gets her down. She just goes forward. But what I found so interesting is that she lies to Callie. Well, she doesn't... She lies by omission. She never tells Callie she's the one that ratted her out. Nope. It's the only thing that Millie ever, like... Is bad about, I guess. Well, and the fact that she runs off to go audition for... Yeah, but her dad lets her. Yeah. You know? I mean, she does sneak around with a boy, but let's be serious. Who hasn't snuck around with somebody? I would say, if you were going to finish that with a boy, I'd be like, uh, me. Me. (laughs) No. But, I mean, everyone has snuck around to see someone. Yeah. So, we also get to watch Millie kind of fall in love with Malik... We get to watch Callie figure out that you don't have to be with the hot football player, you know. So I really like that part, watching them simultaneously. Like, 
have relationships. Value, it was so authentic. There was such an authenticity mm-hmm. to this book and authentic experiences in this book. It's about finding, like not even finding, loving yourself despite your own flaws and your own disappointment in yourself because Callie is so disappointed in herself. She is. And that's one big thing that she struggles with. And who hasn't been disappointed with themselves at one point or another? Or have that little bit of regret after you do something you know is wrong, but you're like, no. I was supposed to do that. Like, with her secrets in the hallway, she does start to feel bad, but she's like, but they did it to me. I mean, that internal struggle of, I know what I'm doing is wrong, but it still feels good, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was interesting that Willa Dean wasn't really talked about in this book, though. She really wasn't. I mean, she's only mentioned maybe, like, four or five times. And that's why I was saying in the last episode, it's not even a sequel to put it, or to Dumplin'. It's more of a companion, because it's still in the same city, it's still the same set of characters, but it's from a different character set of characters' perspective. Which is why I want a Bow and Mitch um, book. A Bow and Mitch book. That's what we need. Julie Murphy, we need a Bow and Mitch book. Bow and Mitch book. We've got to be careful how we say that, but Bow and Mitch book. Yes. Please. Please. We're begging you. We need to know how Mitch really feels about Callie. We do. Because there's a lot going on there. He's had his heart played with by Willow Dean. Oh my gosh. My favorite part, though, and I can't leave review without saying this, is the shade of lipstick. Callie's mom wears it. Then she gives it to Millie for her interview. Then Callie sees it and knows it. This lipstick is, like, powerful. Like, I need is this that lipstick. Not more of, is that not such a southern it Texas is. woman thing? It's it like, totally I mean, is. you came in my room this morning for lipstick. I did. And it just makes me think of, like, my aunt because, I mean, you cannot get away from a hug without oh, a kiss my Lord, my nana. on the cheek that... I mean, it's full-on lip lipstick. My Nana, I mean, it's just family thing now. Okay, do I have anything on me? Because she wears that Elizabeth yes. Arden... Yeah, she wears that thick lipstick. I just, I loved that lipstick reference. Like, if you are a southern lady, you are going to get it. You gotta put some color on your lips. Yes. You you can't go on out of the house without your lips and your lashes on. Yep. Lips and and lashes. Lips and lashes. And I loved that, too. That was so fun for me as well. And, you know, I can think about my aunt um, on my father's side. She's passed away now, but she always had that frosty pink like yes! 90s lipstick mine is pink too i mean she's not technically my aunt but back to the southern thing everyone's my aunt because yeah. that's just how it works but yeah. i mean you can't get away from the lipstick yeah. it's gonna be there yeah lipstick aqua like hairspray oh yeah gotta have the hairspray perfume and i just thought like how i mean lipstick has that power for millie like i can do anything with this lipstick when I'm doing my video it's and I just it's the perfect shade it's the perfect shade yeah I mean and who doesn't feel about like that about something in their life but I mean you walk into any Texas deep Texas town on a Sunday after church and you will smell hairspray mm-hmm. Elizabeth Arden Red Door mm-hmm. or, or the newer women will be wearing something like Victoria's Secret Body Spray or Bath and Body Works or Bath and Body Works <laughs> we keep it cheap and easy around here oh yeah and then uh, there's just shades of lipstick. Oh, yeah. And blush. And they're usually bright. Bright blush. You got it. <laughs> and your eyeshadow matches what you're wearing. Oh, heck yeah. We really do know how to dress down here in the South, despite the description I just gave you. But, yeah. So, I love that part, too. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. It's a great, like, cultural reference. And on to break. Yes.
All right. So if you listen to our last month's ep- last It's okay. Just go. You're good. Last week's episode. So if you listen to last week's episode, then you know that our topic of the month is getting out of our comfort zone. And we really dived in dove. Is it dived or dove? Dove. I'm the English teacher. Have no fear, guys. I'm not teaching my kids dove or dived. Yeah. Anyway, so we dove into the comfort zone very thoroughly. But now we're going to talk about it from the angle of pudding because Millie not so much gets out of her comfort zone. Callie, however, very much gets out of her comfort zone. I would argue that Millie gets out of her comfort zone of acquiescing to whatever her mother says she's (gasps) going to do. So true. But I feel like Callie gets out of her comfort zone, more generally speaking, with life. Yeah. You are completely right about Millie. Especially with her mom just constantly saying, no, you're going to fat camp. No, you're going to fat camp. Nope, you're going to eat rice and cakes. And I've never even had a rice cake. Yeah, me neither. They don't look appealing. At all. I mean, I googled it. Yeah. I'm not doing that. No. I will say brown rice bread is pretty good. What? How can you make bread out of that? Okay, that's what I said. You put some brown rice bread in the toaster and put some butter on it. It is the best thing that you will ever eat. I call some BS on that, but we shall see. I'm a bread queen, so I will know if she's lying to me. I love bread, too, but this is so good. I'm going to make it for you one time. Okay. Well, I'm not going to make brown rice bread, but I'll make some brown rice toast. So you'll put the bread in the toaster for me? That's making toast. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so special. I'm a culinary (laughs) expert over here, people. I make toast. But Callie does have to get out of her comfort zone for, like... (laughs) everything because she gets kicked out of everything and grounded and her phone taken away yeah and she has to be friends with people that she normally wouldn't like i mean she goes to these sleepovers and we haven't even talked about um the asexuality thing here oh yeah or the lesbian part of it do you want to hit on any of that i mean i would just say that for being in a small texas town these girls really got out of their comfort zone for being friends with them because those kind of girls you just don't usually not that I'm saying anything because y'all all know I'm talking from mm-hmm. personal experience here but in case you haven't noticed she has a wife yeah so my thing is is like the girls like Callie don't talk to girls like that no well and think about it Callie can't even work where she wants to anymore no. like she gets like everything yeah She's like, no, you're working at the gym. Okay, so now I'm friends with a lesbian. Now I'm friends with an asexual. Now I'm working at a gym. Now I have to date a guy that's not popular. Well, she doesn't have to, but she likes him. She likes She doesn't at first. She's like, what's happening? She only goes out with him because Millie can get busy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and now she's friends with a girl she can't even stand to call fat because she doesn't like using the word. Yeah. I mean, this poor girl. I mean, it's like. You want to talk about out of your comfort zone. She was Bam, bam, bam thrown into vulnerability land yes so i give her props for that because with us preaching comfort zone comfort zone comfort zone she really has to do it she's probably a leo you think yeah no offense but leo women usually are like top dog kind of attitude that she has hey guess what i'm top dog boom was that a boom moment? Did I win this time? You did. You did boom correctly this time. I can never boom correctly, guys. It's a it's a problem. Hey, that's something out of my comfort zone. I just boomed on a podcast. <laughs> you can't say you boomed on I just did. 
See, it's okay. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We're not editing this out, FYI. So I'm not that even... happened. Oh my gosh. Anyway, Millie gets out of her comfort zone by not going to fat camp because, let's be real, what parent forces you into fat Is this a thing? Oh my god, that's terrible. I feel naive yet again, guys. I'm sorry, I can't get over Kelly just said she boomed on a podcast. Yeah, I did that. Um, I just, I feel terrible. I, I will say, guys, I am so blessed. My parents are like the golden child parents and I they're unicorns I just I didn't have these issues that I read about in books and that my students tell me about all the time it breaks my heart I mean it breaks my heart that Millie couldn't be comfortable in her own skin because of her mother I don't feel like it was her dad at all her dad was like you're fine you do you yeah you do you you want to be a freaking news anchor you go be a news anchor your mom was like, mm. I mean, I hope not like Ron Burgundy style, but I mean, hey, live what you do. You do you. Boom on the podcast. <laughs> this is just killing you, isn't it? I don't know why. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be okay. Yep. You want um, me to do it again? No. Okay. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is our life for real. Um. Welcome to Kelly and Lindsay. Oh my god, I wish we could get sound effects. Hey, if we could get they some sponsorship. Those, they have sound guys, effects. Guys, I mean, if Nike works out, we will get all kinds of sound effects for you guys. Yeah. Lindsay is having a heart attack over <laughs> here. Okay, back on topic. Lindsay, would you like to talk about something that is out of your comfort zone for this episode? Um, this episode really brought to light and I've been thinking about this since we started talking since Kelly started talking at the beginning of this episode and I'm thinking like if I want to cover this because the person that I want to talk about listens but this really brought to light mother-daughter relationships for me mm-hmm. and Lindsay's mom she means everything she's about to say with love yeah. see I got you covered I do. Um, My mother and I are very much alike in some ways, and we are very much not alike in some ways. So I really related to Millie with the mother-daughter relationship aspect because moms and daughters bump heads. Moms and daughters are close. Moms criticize daughters. Daughters criticize moms. So for that, like, it really made me step out of my comfort zone and evaluating my own relationship with my mother. I have noticed that, actually. After we read this, we had a lot of talks. We did, didn't we? Yeah. And isn't that what reading is all about? For us to learn about ourselves, grow, become better people, get away for a little bit. I feel like if we could replace therapists with books, the world would be a better place. Um, Especially some therapists. They seem questionable. Like all the ones on movies. (laughs) They're all doing it with their patients. They really are. Or try to sell them drugs. Not um, the good kind. I promise you a book will not try to do you. By the way, when I say not the good kind, I mean like prescription drugs that can help you, not like illegal recreational drugs. That's what I meant by that. BT dubs. I'm glad you clarified that for everybody. You're welcome. We don't promote drug use on this podcast at all. Like, ever. Don't do drugs. 
I feel like this is a perfect time to give you some insight into our open house that we talked about was so great. I want to share this with the world. (laughs) You're going there? Do you think the world is going to enjoy this? I mean... Guys, I did not have the best open house that I've ever had, like Lindsay experienced. Let me just tell you. Well, I got criticized at open house. You did. My grading system got criticized, but I mean... I got offered weed by a parent. Yep. Only me would that ever happen to. (laughs) I don't know what about me gives off a weed vibe. But I got offered weed. So Kelly. So here's the deal. We do not promote that, nor do I want offered weed. In fact, if you could never offer me weed, that would be fantastic. Spectacular. Goodness, greatness. Yeah. I mean, especially at open house. Like, I just met you. I. How do you think that I know you enough that you can offer me weed? I, I don't understand. And if you did know her, you would know that that's not a thing either. Yeah. Coffee? Sure. You want to offer me some Starbucks? Please. Post-it notes? Amazing. Pens that are erasable? Oh, even better. Kleenex? Oh my god. I could definitely use some Kleenex in my classroom. Weed? No. <laughs> like, let's be real, people. I don't know what universe that is acceptable. Okay. End of rant. But for real? Parents. Did she step out of her comfort zone, though, when she asked you that? Or was that a normal zone for her? It felt like a very normal zone for her. Cool. Very normal zone for her. In fact, stepping out of her comfort zone would have been not offering me weed, I think. Well, maybe she should have listened to our podcast. Absolutely. We should have delayed open house. (sighs) I just can't, guys. I just, I don't even know. It's been sitting with me for over a week now, and I cannot get over it. It's been four days, but... Okay, so... Three days, actually. Comfort zone, getting out of it, yes. Offering teachers weed at open house, not okay. Getting out of our comfort zone voluntarily, okay. Having your comfort zone breached by somebody else, not okay. Also, do not hug teachers. I'm just saying, I'm not a hugger, and when I don't know you and you're all up in my personal space... I'm not okay with that. I had to go home and shower. It was weird. I can't. I can't have people hug me. So, funny thing. Kelly's not about feelings. At all. Like, you cry in front of me, I, it's a panic. She texts me. I don't know what to do. She texts me to come get the kid. Yeah. So, I am all like, oh, hi, Nugget. No. How are you? Like, I call my kid Nugget. Nugget? Yeah. No. They're so cute. They're so sweet. So, I'm all love and feelings and hearts and butterflies with the kids and the parents. And she's like, why are you touching me? Why are you crying? Can you stop that? That'd be great. But she is really great, and the kids do love her. She's not, like, heartless, but she's not as nope. nurturing mama bear. I could never teach elementary school. Oh, my God, neither could I. They have snot. Like, ugh. When I said no. for kindergarten, this kid came out of the bathroom without pants and wanted me to pull him up. I said, I don't think I'm allowed to do that. I think I could go to jail for that. Nope. Nope. Put your pants on. Like, he was five. I don't care. Why are you in school then? <laughs> Figure your pants situation out, and then you can come back. See? Difference in us. This is why we balance each other. I was just like, okay, so you're going to put a hand on either side, and you're going to pull up? Okay? I mean, what am I going to do? You can't touch a child. I was a substitute. Oh, my God. I had no use. I would have panicked. I would have, like, let him walk down to the office with no pants. His butt was hanging out. I would have let him walk down <laughs> to the office. That would have been better for me. I mean, God, he's probably in... Oh my god, he's probably a middle schooler now. That would be so embarrassing if I was telling the story. 
Okay, so we kind of got off on a tangent there. But we were but talking about comfort zones. Topics are covered now, and now we're going to move into suggestions. Again, I have not read anything like these books, so I had to look something up again. And this may have absolutely nothing to do, but guess what? It came up as the number one I, recommendation. And I read, talked about murdered and suicide-filled cheerleaders to relate to Dumplin' last night, or last night, last episode, so whatevs. Well, I found Eleanor and Park by Rainbow... How do you say her last name? Rainbow Aurora? (laughs) (laughs) R-O-W-E-L-L. I was guessing. I can't see it. Where is it? Anyway, so I've never read Eleanor in Park. I've heard good things about it. I don't know why I haven't read it. It's been like years and years now. It's all over Instagram. It's... Rowell. Rowell. I'm sorry. I just read it. I was guessing what Kelly was trying to say, but now that I'm looking at it, it is not Aurora. It's Rowell. R-O-W-E-L-L. I love that we spelled it twice. <laughs> In case you were wondering. There you go. Ro-L. Ro-L. That's a fun last name. Okay, anyway. So, that's my recommendation. Is it good? Who knows? I've seen lots of reviews <laughs> about it. <laughs> Let me know. Be adventurous. Step out of your comfort zone and read a book by some that's recommended by somebody that's never read it before. You step out of your comfort zone. I love that, actually. <laughs> hey, you know what? If you want to recommend me a book, I will get out of my comfort zone and read it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't do sci-fi. I try really hard, but yeah. No aliens. You will scare her. Yeah, I'm super scared of aliens. Please, no aliens. Even though that would be out of my comfort zone, I may cry. Don't and I don't cry because I don't have feelings, and then I'm going to cry, like, all up on our story. It's going to be embarrassing. It would be bad. For me, um, a recommendation would have to be, this is going to be a stretch, Ghost. Ooh, but we just love that book. Yes, Can but... Can we just say it every episode? Go read Ghost. Yeah. Jason Reynolds. I mean, but here's the thing. Ghost got out of his comfort zone by joining a track team and getting his crap together. Oh, good call. I love that connection you just made. Go read Ghost. Read it with your kids. Kelly does read aloud last year, and she's doing it again this year. Kids love it. It is so engaging for them. Yeah, like every chapter is a cliffhanger. BT Dubs, if y'all have any suggestions for pre-AP honors kids of a read aloud, because I'm really big into reading aloud to my kids, but my kids are so like, I don't know. I need help. So any teachers out there, give me some recommendations for book read aloud. Yeah, I need help. Okay, plus I'll get on that too. I'll let you know. I mean, my teaching bestie is sitting right here. I could ask her, but it just popped in my head. And that's a wrap on episode eight. We look forward to hearing from you. Please interact with us on all our social media and stay tuned for next time. Bye, guys. Bye.